Welcome to Creative On Purpose Live. These conversations are about flying higher and endeavors that make a difference. Do the work you're meant to do now. It's time to be Creative On Purpose. Are you ready? Let's go. I'm your host, Scott Perry, author of Endeavor and Chief Difference Maker at Creative On Purpose. You can learn more about me and my work and grab a copy of the Stepping Into Possibility guidebook at creativeonpurpose.com. Now, let's meet today's guest, Perrin Hartway. Welcome to the broadcast. Please tell our viewers who you are, what you're up to these days, and where can they go to learn more about you and your great work? Okay, thanks, Scott. Pleasure to be here. I really appreciate uh, your time and speaking with you and this chance to share uh, with your viewers what we're doing, what we're up to here. So my name is Perrin Hartway. Um, I am up to many things, one of which is a green burial project with some excellent folks here in Floyd, Virginia. We have a vision of um, a different way of um, death care, um, one of mostly which is green burial. It's um, a means of, uh, it's a multifaceted project, which is why we're so interested in it. Uh, has many, many benefits. Um, the obvious one is um, burying people uh, in a different way than what is now the conventional burial, which is a fine way to do it. But there is a way that can consume less resources and um, also protect land, uh, even as a conservation model, and create parks for people to enjoy uh, with natural in a natural setting with a healthy ecosystem. And it's a way for to bring people into the ritual if they're interested in that, the, um, the burial ceremonial ritual, which can be a very healthy part of the grieving process. Fantastic. Well, and, and this is not your, your only gig. Uh, I think some folks um, that are familiar with with me and my work here in Floyd, Virginia, are familiar with yours in another capacity. Just tell us a little bit about what your day gig is. Well, my day gig, again, is many, one of which is being a father and a homesteader and a husband. And um, my profession is a veterinarian. So I'm a veterinarian in Floyd, Virginia, mobile vet, make house calls, see pets in their, in their homes, which is wonderful. I really enjoy the, uh, the people, the fascinating uh, breadth of, of personalities in Floyd, Virginia. And uh, it's a very intimate setting in homes and seeing their pets where they live. And so that's what, that's my, that's one of my day gigs. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the main day gig besides being a parent. Yeah. So we both live in this magical, wonderful place full of magical, wonderful people called Floyd, Virginia. And I'm really um, deeply fascinated in this in this project that you let off with um, in terms of green burial, because, you know, in some ways, just considering where we live, you know, there was a time when burial was green burial. People simply dug a hole on their homestead and planted uh, a body on right there where, where they lived without the rigmarole of, of formaldehyde and preservation and making people up. And um, so in some ways it, it feels almost like um, here in Floyd, like it would be a return uh, to our to our roots. But I'm imagining that there are some, some challenges and, and some, uh, you know, some, for some people, just the fact that 
we're start you're leading off with the idea of death is probably a little bit of a challenge. So how how are you? I'm just curious about the way that you're approaching these conversations because I know that you're making great progress in your project. Um, how, how do you open up the conversation with somebody that we can pursue this other way of, of doing something that we've been doing a different way for a long time? Well, that's a really good question. And I will say we, we are making great progress. And this is great timing to have this talk with you because it is time that we've been really focused on the organization. I'm working with awesome people who are, are very committed and have their heart in the work. And uh, it is a nonprofit. And um we're doing it because we feel like it's a good thing to do for the world. And we've been working on sort of our organization of ourselves and feeling maybe it's time to reach out a little bit more to the, um, and let people know more what we're doing. So how I bring this conversation, we're kind of fortunate in that it is so multifaceted. So um, maybe even depending on the audience, I can lead with a, um, a conservation easement and start the conversation that way. Um, it can. It's also a opportunity to create a community park uh, with walking trails, and that's a that's an easy place to start because they they are all working together, all these pieces. And death, um, we might term it death literacy or death awareness, is a tricky topic um, for most of us. Uh, most of us in this Western world are really enamored with the idea of. Um, the young energy, the moving forward, the doing, not that quieter end of life, winter time, darker energy of the end, but it's the balance. They're both necessary to have balance. So, um, but we don't, we are a little averse to that energy. So, um, <clears throat> so being gentle with the conversation and, um, and speaking about, um, the necessities, the necessities of, of um, death care um, and doing it, as you mentioned, in a better way without formaldehyde and precious metals and um, um, vaults. There's an immense amount of concrete used every year to, to create vaults, to create these imperme impermeable barriers, supposedly. Um, that's not exactly the answer to your question. So... I guess gently, yeah. you know, just gently bringing that in. Well, you, you, we're, you're having this conversation with somebody that goes for his daily run at the town cemetery, the Jacksonville Cemetery. Um, An easy place to start. Yeah, and yeah. for me, um, it is a it is a, a final resting place. I recognize that, um, and that part for me is a healthy reminder that all of our time on this planet is is finite, and that it's important to make the best use of the time that you have uh, that you can and and that you know for me the best use of that time is to help make things better not just for myself but with and for all the people that are in my circle of influence and care um, at the same time it's it's located at this in, at this high point in town where you can see the Blue Ridge the Buffalo Panther knob the saddle all the you know ridges of, of the Blue Ridge Mountains um, not in the not too far distance um, so a connection with nature and a reminder that we're a part of the natural world. Um, and so, you know, I, I love that you're opening up this conversation because I, I agree that I think, 
here in the United States and in the West in general, we don't have the healthiest relationship um, that we could have with uh, with death. And this idea that you know, just whether or not we are going to sign up, sign on for the green burial aspect of it, I think it's just healthy to talk about the fact that our uh, that you know there's this thing called impermanence, uh, and that we should be having you know a conversation about that so i love that that is part of um, what you're doing I'm, I'm also really thrilled to uh as you and i've been talking for a while now about you know th that piece that you, you you were talking at first about which is the organizational part it seems like you have really approached this endeavor with a great deal of intention and thinking through the motivation, as well as the aspiration. I'm just wondering if you could speak a little bit to, you know, how how you how this conversation about this project began with yourself, and then how you are negotiating that perhaps differently with the team that you've built around this idea. Yeah, um, that's a good question. I I want to I want to go back just for a second. Sure. I really appreciate that you are asking um, how we bring that conversation about death forward. And um, I got a little bit of clarity when you were talking. How I do that gently is to say, basically rephrase, um, paraphrase what, what you just said. It's about living better. It's not about just thinking about death. Um, none of us want to just sit in that, stay in that place. But it's about it's about how we can live better. And if we're aware that we do have finite time and that um, it's part of this cycle, then hopefully we can make better choices in our lives now. So, and, and we do have um, part of our project is outreach and helping support death cafes where people get together and talk about those fears or their sadness, um, where they may have not grieved of the loss of a loved one. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's a really important piece of it too, is to help, people make peace with the fact that life is finite so that we may live better. Yeah. So, and so, uh, so you were asking sort of, I'm not so quite sure like what my, um, my conversation was with myself about getting the, in, in the initial stages of this and how it, that's changed working with a group. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. I'm just, well, I'm always curious about like the origin story, like, you know, I mean, this is to me, um, you know, I can't imagine myself coming up with this idea that this is going to be my project, even though I am fascinated with um, the way, you know, the conversations that we have around uh, the fact that life ends. Um, so I'm curious about, like, how, how, how did this idea initially come about? And what was your motivation individually to start to think about this and unpack it? But then if there was any change as you built your organization and have to negotiate, you know, the exchange, you know, other perspectives and other um, ideas and how maybe that that has enhanced and, and perhaps there's also been some um, some challenges as you've moved from the original idea to, you know, the idea that you're putting forth to the community these days. Yeah. Yeah, there is an origin story for sure. And I'll try to make it brief. <laughs> um, it was actually about, well, so we have two five-year-old, we have five-year-old twins. And that's when it came. Uh, just before they were born, I make a monthly trip to North Carolina as a veterinarian. And sometimes I'm driving back at night and I was driving back and, and it, it 
as I remember it, it just it seemed it just spontaneously occurred to me. And so I think I was thinking of other ways to be in Floyd, how I could engage my children in my work mm-hmm. uh, and be on the land um, to keep keep my vet work, which is I like to keep n- not all consuming, but a part of my life and to have this other service project and, and I could involve my family and be on the land and protect land. Um, nature has always been a very important part of my life and and I would like to be involved in conservation in one way or another of that and so this was just this sort of focal point of all these parts and pieces that and I like uh, I imagine in my memory I imagined green burial but it's also this sort of wave happening across the country so I Surely I didn't imagine it. Uh, I don't know if I'm part of a collective consciousness or read about it and forgot about it and then thought this is a great idea. So that came to me and I had several ways of trying to make this manifest this with a couple of different groups of people. And then I realized newborn twins is not the time to start an endeavor. (laughs) So a couple of times we had a wave and each time we learned uh, some very valuable um, information on how to make it happen. And this last wave really um, started at the beginning of this year. A couple of people reached out to me and and I just realized I was never going to make this happen as a business um, on my own, you know, mm-hmm. trying to hold my cars close to my chest and sort of present a final product to everyone. I realized this needed to be uh, a community project and i presented it that way to as many people as i thought were interested let's do this you know who's interested who wants to be on board and make this happen i'm not attached really to an exact outcome i would like to have green burial and a good community thing you know something that's good for us a place people can walk i would like to have conservation um and if and if a couple great things come out of it that's wonderful and I came at it with the idea that the process is important as the, the product. And if we learn along the way and don't even create it, that's even okay. Mm-hmm. So people started coming on board and we have a group of six or seven, maybe eight working people. And we do have a, a 501c3 status now and five board board members. So people with the interest in this, a similar vision that wanted to you know, ha- hold it in their heart and they want to have it happen are willing to step up and, help make it happen. I just couldn't do it alone. So with a group, it's been wonderful. Um, my veterinary work is pretty pretty solo as a house call veterinarian. So I've really enjoyed, um, even in this time of isolation, we've been meeting uh, every couple of weeks on Zoom. So um, just that regular connection has been nice and working towards a common goal with people, um, with common interests and values. Now we all have, I think, a little bit different vision and that's okay. We uh, are all pretty open to how it's going to manifest. There are so many different ways this project can manifest. We have, um, uh, again, our we, we have a bank account and a 501c3, and now it's time to start thinking about land and raising money or um, finding someone who wants to do this on their land or working with Floyd Parks and Rec or um, working with a land trust. There's so many ways it could, it could happen. And so... The challenges are just, I guess, with a group is accommodating more more discussion and more conversation, accommodating people's different um, vision, slightly different 
uh, visions, um, but the the benefits have been way more than any challenges. Uh, just having many minds on it. You yeah. Know? Well, you and I are both a member of the Difference Maker community at Creative on Purpose, and we talk a lot about the things that you're bringing up here about the, you know, the importance of collaboration. Um, part of which is you know, a lot of us are involved in some sort of enterprise or endeavor where we're doing a lot of the work alone and we're spending a lot of time in our own head. And oftentimes we are the ones that are most complicit in what's getting in our way because we're actually, you know, either locked into a singular idea that we're, and we're not allowing for, um, you know, the, the opportunities that might be coming across uh, across our path because we are so locked on just like one way of doing it. Um, and so, I, you know, I love that you bring up that collaborative piece because that's been one of the great gifts for me in my work is inviting other perspectives, inviting other people to look, uh, even if they're not as invested or, or invested at all in what I'm doing, just the, the fact that somebody will see something that I probably was right in front of me the whole time. I just didn't see it. And once somebody points it out, you can't unsee it, which means that you're able to figure out a way through, around, or over, you, you know, the impediments so that you can continue to make forward progress. I also love what you said about this idea of non-attachment to a specific outcome. Because as you say, it's important to have that vision. You have this vision for, you know, the goal that you're trying to reach. At the same time, you may arrive there um, very differently than you initially conceive, because again, we can't know what the obstacles and the opportunities um, are that you know that are going to come up. And it's important to see both, because even if we don't arrive exactly where we intend, we'll probably end up somewhere great, just because uh, you know we're, we can change the or the we can accept a, a, a slightly different outcome as long as it's in alignment with our like our core values and our core um, guiding principles. So I'm, I would love to, you know, I, I, I know that your organization has start, started to put together a mission statement and that you've been thinking about the, this, you know, these values and guiding principles. Um, tell us a little bit about what those are and, you know, how, how defining those helps your organization kind of stay the course and stay on track with what you're trying, the vision that you're, you're building. Yeah, so we're we are sorting through this. We have a, a pretty solid. Um, <clears throat> so uh, there's the mission, the vision, and purpose, and I think we came up with a pretty clear purpose, which uh, again has different pieces, and uh, there's about four or five main pieces, which is green burial in itself, just doing burial that's more sustainable. And when I say sustainable, I mean two ways, affordable. Um, plenty of people out there are telling me uh, burial is just too expensive. Um, and and I, I really honor the, the way that people are doing it now. And it's very important for, for many people and, to be supported through the process if they choose burial over say cremation, um, and it's also, there's probably a way to do it that's more affordable for people that can't afford a, an expensive casket and a, a vault and those things. So we'd like to make burials affordable 
um, and sustainable in the, in the fact that it's, there's less formaldehyde, less, you know, all those things going in the ground. So that's one, one piece, sustainable burial um, of our purpose. And then I already mentioned these a community space for gathering uh, sort of a contemplative park has a different sort of tone to it where people can gather and, and walk on trails and uh, get in touch with uh, their, their inner self, you know, and um, also have workshops. There a public space for workshops. There are other green conservation burial grounds that have workshops on, I've seen meditation and, plant edible plant walks things like that um so that's those are two purposes and then uh, like i mentioned uh conservation of land and native ecosystem restoration for for a healthy habitat and then i think death awareness you know would would helping people become more comfortable with the death and dying process in order to live better so those would be our purpose um the mission is a little less clear the vision is the grander um, and we're still working on those, but you know the vision might even be our vision is to see every county have a green burial ground that involves the community uh, and teaches people about death awareness. That could be a vision that, but we're still working that out. Um, so that yeah, those those are very important. Those guiding principles, and they can manifest in in very different ways. Yeah, no, I love I love the thoughtfulness and I love the intention and 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 the quality of the motivation and and you've mentioned it several times and I, I I've highlighted it twice now and that's this idea that you're making this is a community and enterprise and even for those that don't seek burial in, in the manner that you're you're going to provide um, anybody can you know when when you, your project is realized you there will be this additional community space and we do have some of these already in floyd but this will be a, a a space you know i love the idea of the workshops and and the trails and just this this uh idea that there's another place for us to gather when we are allowed again <laughs> to, to gather um so yeah just i i just think that the project is is really inspiring and uh your leadership is has been um equally inspirational as we're winding up our time here, I have a final, final question, but I'm just curious about if you would share, um, just because I think it can be instructive to other people that might be contemplating doing, you know, some kind of endeavor or enterprise on their own. What's, you know, what was a moment um, of challenge or maybe where you experienced a mistake or a failure uh, that you were able to leverage as a lesson or as as an opportunity to continue, you know, and continue to, to move forward with the, the, this thing that you're building? Yeah, uh, that's a great question, too. Again, uh, when you speak, I think of a few things. And one was the, the shout out to the Jacksonville Bur Burial Ground in Floyd, which you mentioned you are of mm -hmm. use for walking. And it's a great, great community space. And that's kind of what we envision. And wouldn't mind it if some we could have something very similar. Maybe we'll even partner with them. We don't know. That's even out there and have also um, more, um, a more diverse ecosystem in the, that space. So uh, the, uh, yeah, a challenge that I've come, come to and used to, um, um, to leverage, um, yeah, ask the question again. Yeah, to so leverage just, for my, under, my yeah. 
a challenge that that um, that you faced. You know, it could be mm-hmm. a failure, it could be a misfortune, it could just be you know something mm-hmm. that you, you you hadn't anticipated that um, you were able to leverage as uh, either a learning opportunity or that had a, a hidden silver lining that you were able to to find and explore that that helped you continue to move forward, even though on appearance it might have been. Um, a difficulty or a challenge? I mean, the obvious one that comes to mind is those three or four attempts I tried to do this. Um, there were, I was working with people, but it wasn't quite as much a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. It was still, it wasn't reaching out to the whole community saying, how can we do this and make this happen? So I think the challenge was when those efforts sort of petered out, and I didn't really manifest and I felt sort of dejected and thought, oh man. And then, you know, really years went by. I mean, in between, since the beginning. So that was five year, five or six years ago. And there were times where I just felt, um, yeah, I felt real disappointment, real sadness that thus time has gone by and I haven't, got, haven't gotten to it. Um, I, haven't, I haven't begun to really make this happen. Is it ever gonna happen? And that's when I knew it was time to open, crack the shell, you know, just mm-hmm. open it up. Yeah, I love that. And just, yeah. you know, how important it is to, to pay attention. I mean, paying attention to the fact that it was still kind of gnawing at you, like this thing, you know, I've, I've tried it a couple of times, it hasn't worked out, but it's still, you know, it's still nudging me. Um, still there. Yeah. I'm kind, of a, I'm kind of a science nerd. And when I was doing this on my, on my, more or less on my own, I thought of a logo, and you know about this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a science nerd for species and of uh, insects and plants, and there's an American carrion beetle that is part of the decomposition process and represented to me the cycling of life. I thought it was a great logo and, and, and made a logo and brought it to the group, and they said, is that a stink bug? <laughs> gross <laughs> so that was not that was a time when uh i my idea didn't come to fruition and i was grateful to have a group to give me a new direction yeah no i i love that i mean and we've all done that but a lot of us have done that with our logos i i've, I've created a lot of really bad logos only to have <laughs> somebody with a a more trained and um more objective i say um could we maybe rethink, <laughs> rethink that? I love that. So the, the final question as we're wrapping up is, you know, creative art purpose is all about helping others discover, develop, and deliver some sort of meaningful enterprise where they can enhance their own lives while they elevate the lives of others. So for anybody that's watching um, that, it, you know, aspires or wants to advance in that kind of um, enterprise, you know, based on, on the work that you've done, what's a, a piece of advice or, or, um, a little bit of inspiration that you could share to help somebody find greater clarity and, and lean in a little, a little more into some sort of creative endeavor. Yeah. Give it time to manifest. Uh, don't rush it and ask for help. I think, just, uh, I, I think you gave me this piece of advice, Scott. Just start talking about it. And I took that piece of advice, and I was cautious to not be um, an overzealous salesperson about this project. 
but I realized I was passionate about it and could talk about it. And so people, when people started asking me, how are you doing? What's going on? I started talking about the Screen Burial Project, and that was really helpful. There's so many people that were interested in it, and it helped me think it through. It helped me gain new ideas. So maybe that's it, just talking about it with people and sharing the idea, um, putting it out there in the world. I love it. Um, I know that your website is uh, in transition or under construction, but um, where can people that are, you know, whose interest is piqued by this discussion, where can they start to go to learn a little bit more about the, the Blue Ridge Green Burial Project? Yeah, we were the Floyd Green Burial Project, and we wanted to broaden that. We have people from Blacksburg helping us, and, and we may, we just want it to be broader. So we have, we started a website there, had some great help with that, but we changed our name. So we are starting over at the website, Blue Ridge Green Burial. So it's going to be blueridgegreenburial.org, but that's not up yet. And our, our Facebook page is still the Floyd Green Burial Project. And it is still a Green Burial Project happening mostly in Floyd. So uh, that will probably change, but the Floyd Green Burial Project Facebook page is fine. I'm happy for people to contact me directly. Um, I can put my email address out there. Um, yeah, Aaron we'll make Hart. sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll put your email and the, the Facebook page um, in, in the comments so that people can find it. Well, Great. thanks everyone for tuning in. Perrin and I really appreciate you lending us some of your, your valuable time and attention. We hope that today's broadcast motivates you to lean into an endeavor that matters with greater curiosity and courage and learn more. Uh, you can learn more about Perrin and the uh, Blue Ridge Green Burial Project by visiting their Facebook page or contacting Perrin directly at the email that will be in the comments below. And of course, it's always great to hear from you at uh, creativeonpurpose.com. So now, go out and make a difference. Keep flying higher. Perrin Hartway, thanks so much for your time today and, and sharing your project. Oh, thanks for the opportunity, Scott.